Samsung just launched the Galaxy Note 20 a few weeks ago. Now it's time for the Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G's chance to shine. That is a mouthful. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is CNET senior reporter and Samsung expert, Shara Tipkin. Thanks for joining me, Shara. Thanks for having me. So the Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G, and that is a really, really long name. I'm just going to keep belaboring <laughs> that point. It got a minor tease at Samsung's event a few weeks back, but now it gets the spotlight to itself. So just before we get into all the specs and all the other details, let's let's get the, the important bit out of the way. How much does this thing cost? So in the U.S., this is going to cost $2,000. So basically, it's $20 more than last year's model. So it's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 is, a, that is a huge amount of money. All right. Well, this is... This is a foldable, and I get the foldables are supposed to be expensive, uh, and it is Samsung's third foldable and a successor to last year's Fold, which famously had a lot of durability issues. So what's different about the Fold 2, and what did Samsung do to make sure this phone holds up? What we saw with the Flip that they had this spring was that they really had kind of addressed a lot of the issues that the first Fold had. So they dealt with the problems with the hinge, um, you know, kind of the crease, all of the things that people were complaining about, they fixed those. Um, you know, we're going to see a lot of those improvements in the new Z Fold 2, um, as well as uh, a few like updates from the flip earlier this year. So they've redesigned the hinge and it's the same as what we saw in the flip. So you can have it, you can rest the phone kind of, you know, at a 80 degree angle or whatever, um, you know, set it on your table. They also have these brushes inside the hinge. So in this, they had those earlier, but this is kind of the latest, greatest version of those, basically to kind of make sure dust doesn't get in the device or, you know, whatever is in your purse when you throw this in there. Uh, so, you know, they, they've done those sort of things to address, you know, a lot of those issues that we saw last year. Got it. And then in case... God forbid something does happen to your phone. <laughs> Are there any special warranty programs or anything they're doing to kind of make sure that folks have peace of mind after spending $2,000 on something? We're kind of seeing the same sort of uh, offers that they had before where they'll replace the the um, screen, like a one-time replacement for around 150 So it's less than if you had to go replace this screen on your own. So, th so that's the sort of thing to kind of try to make it more realistic. So you're like, well, if this screen breaks, I'm not going to have to pay $2,000 to get a new phone. I can pay $150. They'll replace the screen and it'll be like new again. Now, let's talk a little bit about how this differs from the previous model. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a 5G in the name, so clearly it'll have 5G access. But how much 5G, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, there's different flavors of it, right? So how much access does this phone actually get uh, on the 5G networks? Uh, this phone basically is all of the 5G networks. Like this is a really, or at least, you know, the major ones that we're using right now. Um, this is a very big advance over the fold in terms of a lot of things. You know, there, there's 5G. Uh, one of the biggest complaints about the first fold was the tiny screen on the front of the device. It wasn't really useful enough to actually use the fold as a phone. People were tending to just automatically have to open it and use kind of that bigger tablet size screen. So what they've got this time is a screen on the front that stretches across the entire front of the device, and it just makes it look flashier. It's more useful, so I think people will end up using this more when it's closed and not just always having to open it. 
uh, yeah, with the 5G, we didn't have a 5G model at all last year for the Fold in the US. So this time, you know, 5G, bigger screen, you know, a lot of things that just make this more attractive. Any other features or bells and whistles that, you know, help this phone stand apart from its predecessor? Another big thing is kind of that flex mode is what they call it. So that's what we saw first with the flip, where you could set the device on the table and the screen will stay open in, you know, whatever degree you put it in. Uh, We're seeing that with this one as well. So they're saying, yeah, you can set it up for like shooting, uh, you know, a video or whatever, or, you know, or if you're watching something or whatever, you can just it basically has a built in kickstand, you know, that's the screen and the device itself. Uh, So, you know, that's a big thing that I think people will really like. That was kind of a cool thing that came with the flip. Uh, So that's one of the bigger changes. Uh, They kind of also made some good camera changes with this. Um, Basically, they addressed the biggest complaints that everyone had with last year's device and fix those in this one, aside from the fact that it's still a $2,000 phone. You know, last time we were on, we talked about the the narrow sliver of customers who are willing to buy a $1,000 Note 20. Now, this is a $2,000 phone. I know it's foldable, but, you know, there's still some questions about how useful that is. Who is Samsung actually targeting with this particular phone? Samsung is actually targeting Note owners with this phone. They, they've kind of found that the people who would traditionally gravitate towards the Note lineup are kind of those early adopters who want the latest, greatest tech, um, are willing to spend a lot of money to get a flashy device, to get a bigger device. And um, they're finding that people who are buying the Fold are a lot of people who would have bought the Note in the past or still do buy the Note. Uh, it's the kind of way they distinguish the flip and the fold from each other is they see the flip as this sort of like cute phone that becomes smaller and put, you can put it in your pocket and it's more of kind of a everyday lifestyle device. And they see the fold as really kind of letting you transition from a phone to a tablet to like get more done and do more with multitasking and, um, you know, access different apps like Microsoft Office, you know, things that you would do on a tablet, but now you also have it in the convenience of the fact that it's also your phone. Right. And then you mentioned Microsoft Office. I'm, I'm just curious in your demos with this device, how, like, whether they showed off how you use apps or how apps took advantage of this bigger screen. Well, they've kind of had this thing since the first generation of the Fold where um, it's called continuity, where you could start an app on the front and then open it and it will open and work in the bigger screen and pick up where it left off. The issue was was there were not a ton of apps that took advantage of it. Uh, You know, I hope that we start to see more apps soon that work with it. Kind of since then, uh, Samsung has been working more closely with Google and Microsoft and um, you know, YouTube and Office and things like that. And then there's that flex mode also where apps could, you could maybe have, um, you could take like a screenshot of something in an app over here and then like drag it to another app on another part of your screen, more with multitasking. So letting you have multiple apps open at once is a big thing with the Fold. Um, You know, kind of more of that tablet sort of experience instead of just a phone experience. Got it. Now, given everything that's going on, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, still dealing with a recession with millions unemployed. What do you think about Samsung unveiling 
a phone at this price point. It's kind of the same situation that we saw with the Note, where uh, people who would want to buy this are probably people who were not hurt financially by what's going on right now, because they're not traveling, they're not uh, going out to dinners, they're not going out to bars. Some people are probably saving money right now, and they may see, hey, this is a lot flashier device from what was last year. You know, it, Samsung's had a year to work out the kinks. Maybe this is worth investing in. Um, the $2,000 is not unrealistic based on what is actually going into the device. It's just kind of a question of, you know, individual people have to decide if they're willing to pay $2,000. But we have to remember this technology is still really early. Like foldable screens, this is basically just the second year or first full year of seeing devices with these. So it's not like these have been around forever, like like regular LED displays. Um, you know, 5G is brand new. That is also expensive. It adds cost to a device. So, you know, it's just kind of what you're willing to do. Um, but then, you know, as we've talked before, like there's kind of the factor of with foldables, you kind of get these because you want people to see them. It's kind of how like iPhones used to be. Like, you know, the newest generations had to have some sort of little tweak to make it make people know that you have the newest device, not that S off year device or whatever, um, that you didn't buy like a two-year-old phone or a year-old phone. Um, so it's, it's the same sort of thing with this, with, you know, when people are out using a foldable, people stop them and ask, what is that? Can I see it? What is it? And right now you really don't want anybody close enough to you to touch your phone or see it or, um, you know, or even be out that much to have people see it. So, you know, it's kind of the whole, if you're in it just for the flash, flashiness aspect, it's probably not worth it. But if you're in it because you want a device that transitions from a phone to a tablet, um, you know, it's it would be attractive for people. And I guess lastly, I heard this phone grants you some unusual perks. What, what do you actually get with this phone? So Samsung has this sort of um, VIP program for the Fold, um, and you get a membership with it. It's kind of unclear how this actually work, works. Um, they said there'll be some benefits like six months free of, of this like premium fitness workout system, like $50 off like a, a hair service, six months of free of LinkedIn premium, um, free golf membership, uh, you know, a, a Michelin star meal that you can get delivered to your home. Um, it's, it's a bunch of things where it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I don't know how much people take advantage of these. And the other thing is they said that these are going to be coming to people who bought the previous fold and people who bought the flip. So it's not like you have to buy the new fold to take advantage of this. If you really want access to whatever these things are, you know, and they're hoping to add more benefits, um, We'll have to see, you know, Samsung has actually done this for a long time with its phones. It'll have like, when you buy the new Galaxy S whatever, you get um, six months free of Dropbox and you get premium Flipboard, blah, blah, blah. So it's not that unusual for them to have kind of bundled promotional partnership deals with their device, but these are kind of bigger and more like real world things versus you just have, you know, premium flipboard on your phone. Right, right. Clearly geared towards towards a different customer segment than just yeah. premium flipboard. Yeah, people who have $2,000 to spend on a phone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your time, Shara. If you have any questions about the Fold 2, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. 
You can read all of our coverage on the phone on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.